And what I'm doing is teaching people to become leaders. Quit being a hamster on someone else's hamster wheel. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right, welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre. We're going to introduce, we've already dubbed the best setup guest yes. with a multiple camera. So angle. you have to go to YouTube so and you watch to to this YouTube video to check uh, out this the video. Podcast. But before we introduce him, we would love it if you take a minute and subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts. If you're not already, subscribe and leave a review along with a comment. We're going to read it here on the show. This week's featured review comes from Mark from State Farm. 4316. I don't know if he's actually with State Farm or not. <laughs> Life-changing material. Five stars. The material in these podcasts is legit. Some of the best material I've heard on any podcast. There are countless tips and tricks to get the edge and the host personalities mesh incredibly well together. Yeah. We just did a podcast. Are you blushing a little bit right now, man? Valentine's Day. Yeah, we did. We mesh really well. It was sales appeal. It's don't a, it's listen to another podcast until you give this one a try. Thank you, Mark from State Farm. Our guest today, his name is Jeff Cohn. He's a nationally renowned speaker and host of the Team Building Podcast, the founder of Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group, and was awarded the number one team in unit sales in the world at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services in 2019. Since beginning his career in 2006, Jeff's team has produced over 5,000 sales, totaling over $1 billion in volume. Not only that, but according to his fact sheet, He's got a golden doodle named Chip and five chickens, which <laughs> I find to be great. Hey, if you're not ruffling You know feathers. he's a great guy. He's got a golden doodle named I love Chip that. and five chickens. Wait, Welcome do you have names podcast. for your chickens, Jeff? <laughs> so it, here's a sad story and I'll keep it short. We did name them until oh five were, were murdered by a fox. And then we decided <laughs> not to name them anymore. <laughs> It's heartbreaking, man. Oh, that's amazing. It was horrible. Yeah. I come outside one day and I see five piles of feathers. Oh, and I no. thought, oh no. Oh, oh no. Dude, it's interesting. We had chickens growing up. Uh, I was homeschooled. Did you really? Right. So we had chickens because every homeschool family How do you always find right? one weird yeah. bit of link to yeah, our guests? We had chickens, but we had this freaking mean rooster. Like you could, you went outside and it would chase you around the yard. It was terrifying. But my mom never, you know, she didn't take it easy on us, I guess. Toughens, toughens you up. But you didn't that, get the switch, you got the rooster. Here's the, a sad, crazy story. I don't know why we're going tangential like this, but it's good stuff. So my dad ends up killing this rooster, shot it nine times in the head with a 22, and it took the ninth shot to bring it down. This thing was, I'm not exaggerating here. You can ask my brother, Dan. Like, it was crazy. Now, all my animal lovers are like, you're a terrible human being, Luke. What are you doing? <laughs> anyway, so Jeff, super excited to have you on the show, man. You are a rock star. You know, your production, what you do for the industry and real estate and all the stuff you're giving back. So really excited to have you on. Would love for you to just take just a minute or two and just introduce yourself to the audience, share with them who Jeff is, how you got into real estate, and obviously what brought you up to today. Cool, man. Well, again, thank you so much for bringing me on. And like we talked beforehand, my goal is to melt the faces of those that are listening, <laughs> which what that truly means in urban dictionary language would be to create impact and influence so that everybody can improve in some way in your life over the next year. 2021 is here and I'm excited to introduce um, everybody to myself. So um, everything you said is true. Some changes or some updates to my introduction in 2019. We were recruited by Keller Williams Real Estate International 
Um, I flew down and spent a couple of days with Gary Keller, who, if you don't know, is a billionaire with the largest real estate company in North America. And I ended up launching a Keller Williams franchise in Omaha. Um, when we came over in the in January of 2020, we had 24 agents. Today, we have over 100 agents. Wow. Uh, we went from $3 million in gross commission income to ending 2020 amidst a pandemic and a crazy presidential election. We doubled in volume, doubled in commission, mm. tripled in agent count, added a mortgage company. Um, we, we still have a title company here. We also added an insurance company. We added a digital marketing hub in Verley, which does 3D, 6D, and all sorts of cool stuff, which we could talk about today. And my investment company grew to over $10 million in assets, uh, primarily single-family doors. My intention over the next five years is to expand in the top two cities of every state across the country inside of Keller Williams to provide a certified advisor program, which is essentially the training that new agents need to get to their first 36 transactions. And then once we put a cap program in that office, what will follow are the ancillary businesses, including mortgage, insurance, investing, and the Verley Studio solution in the digital marketing realm. That is amazing, man. Uh, uh, we've got to know about, we could probably spend the whole show here, but this 36 transactions of, yeah. you know, how to, how to get an agent to 36 transactions. Let's not <laughs> lose that, that thought. I would love to pick your brain cool. on. I have lots of answers that. to those types <laughs> of questions. And we also have our coaching company, Elite Real Estate Systems. The podcast is hosted by myself on behalf of Powered by the Elite Real Estate Systems. We've got hundreds of team leaders, individual agents, and now we just added investing in 2021. Um, it's a pretty cool solution. If you guys want to know more information, go to growwithers.com to learn how to join. It's super inexpensive. It's group coaching all on Zoom, live streamed, and there's a recorded database to go in and you can watch the last year's worth of trainings if you want. So let me ask you just because I'm curious, because you, you have so much going on, so much success happening. What enables you to have that drive? Like what enables you to want to expand and keep expanding? Where, where does that come from in you? Yeah, I think it came from the movie Annie when I saw Daddy Warbucks flying on a helicopter. <laughs> I want that helicopter. You know, I went bald because of him. I was like, you know what? I don't want to have hair because that was pretty cool. And then I want a helicopter because I don't have one yet. So that's on my bucket list. But no, honestly, every, I get asked this question all the time. Um, I don't know that if you're just born with that drive inside of you feeling like you can become better. I think for me early on, I stopped comparing myself to others. I sucked at school because I couldn't handle teachers. I never wanted to be like a teacher. So why would I listen to what they taught me? Hmm. I didn't want to be a teacher when I grew up. So I didn't have a, a, enough respect for them. Now, obviously, I've changed my mindset. But as a 15-year-old punk rebellious kid, um, I wasn't good at school because I didn't apply myself. So what I learned was that I didn't want to compare myself to the other kids in class or the other kids on my football team. All that mattered was that I improved every day in every area of my life. And I became an obsessive student in bettering myself and investing in myself. And so obsessive to the extent that I've read thousands of books on leadership, mentorship, um, residential real estate investing, et cetera. Listen to thousands of podcasts, met with thousands of people like yourselves for an entire day doing mastermind groups and virtual mastermind groups, um, all the way to the point where I took all of this implemented. And then whenever I had a problem, I'd go out and read a book, listen to a podcast or mastermind with someone to solve that problem. Love that. But as we know with the Albert Einstein quote, what got you to where you are today won't necessarily get you to where you want to go tomorrow. And so I'm still a student. If anything, I have more problems I've ever had in my entire life. Obviously, owning so many companies and managing so many people, it, it creates new problems. But to me, there's no end destination. So from a thought leadership standpoint, a lot of us look at life like it's a race. Then we're going to cross this finish line and 
we're, we're programmed that the finish line is retirement. To me, there's no finish line. The joy is in the journey. And a lot of times people don't find joy because they haven't created a big enough journey. Mm. They haven't placed a large enough obstacle in front of themselves. And where true happiness, I think, meets that passion is when you achieve that one obstacle, which creates another obstacle that you couldn't see from the vantage point of the first obstacle that you placed in front of yourself. And Mm. so it's just an evolution of achieving at a higher level. Never in a million years, if you had asked the Jeff Cohn at 23, right out of college, would you be here today owning all these different ancillaries and, you know, being a thought leader in my industry and being interviewed on your podcast? No way. I wouldn't have expected it, but it's really fun being here. And it didn't take as much, I mean, it took a lot of work, but not as much as I think people probably assume. Mm. I want to get into the business part real quick, but you mentioned how many books and all the books on leadership. I'm building my reading list for 2021 right now. What's your top couple books on leadership that you would recommend? Yeah, that I think would work for anyone, not just in real estate. The number one book is How to Win Friends and Influence People. People love hearing their first name. They love talking. It's a great recommendation, Jeff. Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate that. Um, Number two, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm reading that one now. Yeah, that one's great. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's a really good one. For anyone running teams, um, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. Yeah. Uh, We disc all the people in all of our organizations. The disc test you can get for free. I think it's on the Tony Robbins website. That's a golden nugget right there because we do the same, man. For our, We started doing, it's called the PI, which is similar to the disc, Mm -hmm. but the predictive index. And it's been a game changer for us in hiring and and training and and team building and stuff. Choose people, how to communicate. And it's really fun to disc your significant other, disc your kids, disc your parents. It changes the way you might show up in your relationships and the way you communicate. Yeah, it's awesome. um, the One Thing by Gary Keller is a game changer. It's a uh, New York bestseller. It's amazing. How was it that meeting one. him, man? How, how was that meeting? I don't know if you can share about... You know, I've watched, I can say anything. Yeah. There's no rules, Gary says. He's very <laughs> smart. Um, he knew the kind of questions to ask. He knew to let me speak a little bit, just like that strategy we just talked about from Dale Carnegie. He's a brilliant man. I w- it's fun to stand in front of someone who's actually done something. A lot of people talk about doing something, but he's the guy that did it. And he doesn't stop learning. He went back to school a couple of years ago to learn programming. He wanted to become an expert in data and IT. And wow. that's what they're investing a ton of their money into now is the tech platform. So it's fascinating. The, the biggest thing is listening to the questions people ask. You can learn a lot about a person by what they ask you. And the average person asks you nothing. Mm. And it's really surprising to me. Like I surround myself with high-minded individuals, but when I'm just with my normal crowd of people, maybe I won't name, name any names because I don't want to offend anyone. But if I'm just <laughs> around the normal crowd that I've been around most of my life, I, I'm shocked that they don't ask me more questions. They're just like happy with their status quo. And I, I think we should always be grateful for what we have, but always strive to become more. And not just so we can make more money, which I always say is ones and zeros in a bank account, but so we can create more impact and influence for the lives of those that watch us, our kids, our family, those that we work with. People even that lead us sometimes are watching us. So back to your book list, Extreme Ownership. Uh, David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. Yeah, I had the whole company read that book. I wasn't thinking, I loved it so much. I wasn't thinking, I was like, I got to get my whole company to read this. And then it struck me after I got the company to read it that people were like, yeah, this is an intense book. I should have warned people with all the language and everything, but it was yep. a great And I book. think I said Goggin on Extreme Ownership isn't Goggins. It's Jocko. Right? Jocko, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jocko. Thank you. Yeah. Dude, that book, I skipped all the business stuff and just read the military stories. <laughs> that, got, that got me jacked. So. <laughs> well, let's talk about this. Uh, 30... That was my list. Oh, your list is so good, man. I love it, man. No, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I'm always looking for new ideas. 30... I can keep going. I just love reading. I mean, I love those books changed me and you know, I like, the, I use the quote, the difference between you and me and you are the books that you read, the people you meet and the 
um, podcast that you listen to. Mm. And that's truly how we change ourselves is we have to change our mindset before change is going to actually happen. So true. And then also it's like, I have found over my life as corny as it sounds, it's literally, you're like a bank account and whatever you invest, right? It's when you hit that valley where you're going to need to pull from something it's like you're going to go and you're going to pull from something. And, and most people have invested Tiger King, have invested keeping up with the Kardashians. Have, that's what they've invested in their life. And then they wonder why they can't get through the hard things. They can't get through the valleys because uh, they haven't crossed that. So well, they don't choose to go to battle. Mm. So Navy SEALs are itching to go to battle because all they do is train, 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 train. And they want to see how do they compare yeah. against their enemy. So if all you do is Tiger King, what is your battle? Your battle is probably the next series you're going to watch on TV. And you're so proud of your series. You post it on your social. You tell people about it. You talk about it. And that's fine. I'm somewhat envious of people that can just sit down and, and shut off um, all the time. I do have moments as well. And all of us should take time to meditate, spend time with our family, slow down. Enjoy life. Dinner. We do family prayer. Like You got to live your life. The whole reason I do anything I do is to create freedom for me and the people that follow me. And we actually require our people to take 15 days off every year you know, spend time with their family, go home at 5 p.m. I don't want to see people at the office after 5 p.m. Nor am I impressed by people that say, oh, I'm killing it. I'm working so hard. I'm rocking it. It's like, well, are you working hard on your family, on your health, on your mental and physical capacity? Like, I don't care about just you you working a job. I'd be more impressed if you put your work towards everything else. Mm. I love the idea and the concept of wanting to go to battle. I haven't heard anybody else say it that way. Like Navy SEALs, they train, they want to get in the battle. They've trained for this moment. I love that concept. So talk to me a little bit about these 36 transactions. Like how how does, I know we can't go probably too in depth, but I would love to hear your take. The number one question we get uh, from our audience is basically, how do I generate leads? Right? How do I generate leads to actually get to these 36 transactions that you're talking about as a new real estate agent or any business? Can you walk us through your perspective in 2021 where people should be focusing? What's the kind of framework breakdown that you give? Yeah, sure. So my belief, most agents in their first year, if they're really pushing in a normal market, now Omaha is about 1,000 sides a year, uh, 24,000 unit sales, but 1,000 houses. I'm sorry, 1,000 houses a month, 12,000 houses a year, 24,000 sides a year. Your average agent here is going to sell 10 to 12 houses their first year if they're working pretty hard. Their second year, they should be able to double that. And then at that point, they, they're going to have to create a business plan where they have an admin and maybe a buyer's agent to be able to scale beyond about 30 transactions. And that's most people's journey in getting into building their team. By the way, shameless plug again, if you go to growwithers.com, you can actually download my business plan for free or just oh, go to awesome. jeffsbusinessplan.com. So we were the fastest growing real estate team in history. We went from 70 to 700 sides in six years. And a lot of people ask us, how did you grow so fast? And I said, it's a really simple formula. Add agents, train the agents, hold the agents accountable, provide them the best leads, the best systems, and the best strategies to help them make the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of energy. Mm. So when those agents came into our world, we became obsessive with training them. And that's why we launched a coaching company. The coaching company wasn't intentional. It happened organically because of our success in training and coaching our very own people, we said, hey, well, let's make this available to the world and put four 4K cameras on our wall. And it became a group coaching platform where people literally just were flies on the wall inside of our actual real estate office. And that's what it is even today. So people want to see examples, they can go out again to that growwiththers.com link. So the number one thing is the first year, you can't expect that all their business is going to come from their own lead gen efforts. They don't know how to generate leads. They have to be trained. They have to have a mentor. 
So in our CAP program, our certified advisor program, we're partnering with brokerages and we're saying to the brokerage, we know you want to go after the big rock star agents, the big producers, the teams. Let us go after the agents that have never sold or the agents that haven't done as many as 36, 36 transactions and we'll train them how. So in the first 12 transactions, two thirds of those should come from internet leads that were created by the brokerage or the team that's leading you. Hmm. And one third hmm. should come from your sphere of influence and your own prospecting efforts. Um, on your next 12 transactions, a third should be internet, a third your own prospecting efforts, a third your sphere. And on your next 12 transactions, um, 25 through 36, it should be two thirds your sphere, one third cold prospecting, one third internet lead gen. And I would propose that on your 37th transaction on, you should never have to sell another house. You should actually put yourself in a position where Gary Keller in the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book would say is seventh level, meaning you're netting a million dollars a year, working less than five hours a week in your business. And you can build that by creating leverage in buyer's agents, listing agents, transaction coordinators, success managers, trainers. And that's what the business plan is going to show everyone. But that is my big, crazy shakeup when I speak in front of large audiences. I say, today, my goal is to teach all of you to never sell another house. Mm. And I'll look over at the broker that just paid me $5,000. And he's like, what are you doing right now? And what I'm doing is teaching people to become leaders. Quit being a hamster on someone else's hamster wheel. Go build your own hamster wheels. Teach people to run on it for a little bit and learn how to step off and set, set somebody else up for so success. Good. And it just goes on and on. Yeah, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that truly is... I mean, the pain point for most people is they're on that hamster wheel. And they don't know what to do when their feet hit the floor. So uh, you threw a lot of like one-thirds, two-thirds out there. So let's break down a little bit. So you said about two-thirds should come from social media or the internet leads that your team leader or broker produces. Can you explain yeah. a little bit more of sure. what that means? Yeah. And you, if you guys want, um, I have a keynote that I'm going to present all 2021, which is talking about shifting in this pandemic market and how to stay successful and have a tech-powered office. And you can go to, I think it's jeffskeynote.com. Awesome. And it's also on that group of DRS link. So and we'll everything get, I talk everybody about, listening, we'll put all the links in the show notes so you guys cool. have easy access to them. So internet leads. So starting in 2011, we partnered, uh, we created marketing service partners in mortgage, title, insurance, home inspection, and home warranty. And in the beginning, it was only about a thousand a month contribution. Today, it's over $12,000 a month contribution. 100% of that spend, none, none of it comes to me. It all goes to Boomtown. We chose to use Boomtown as our CRM uh, for anybody that's not in the residential real estate space. It's like a sales force for right. residential real estate. All of that spend has gone primarily to Google ads and Facebook ads, pay-per-click ads that would get generated. Since 2011, I've had, I've had over a million dollars in ad spend go to Boomtown on behalf of our marketing service partners. Out of that million dollar ad spend, it's created 100,000 leads. Now, the way it breaks down is it's a dollar a click. So when someone clicks on one of my little ads, they come to a website that forces them to register and say, middle finger, I'm not going to register. That happens 9 out of 10 times. But 1 out of 10 people register, meaning it costs me $10 a lead. Our conversion ratio is at 3% if I'm giving agents 30 leads a month. It's at 2% if I'm giving agents 50 leads a month. Right now at my brokerage, agents that take brokerage leads, they're converting at around 2% because we're giving them each 50 leads per month that are coming from these Google ads and Facebook ads. They are converting 2% of 50. So it ends up breaking down that each lead that gets converted costs $500. And then I actually charge a 50% referral fee. Our average commission is 6,000. I charge a 50% referral fee. I make 3,000. Less the 500, I'd make 2,500, which is a 5x return. But I'm not spending the money on the lead gen. So I'm actually getting an infinite return and I'm keeping all $3,000. 
since the advent of Boomtown and when I started this strategy, we have done, we've had a 2.5% conversion ratio on those 100,000 leads. So 2,500 sides that generated $33 million in gross commission income. That is unbelievable. Back up a second to make sure I didn't miss it. Are you getting the partners to pay for your lead spend with you? Yeah. Okay. Fully or are you chipping? Me, I don't spend any money on leads. That's amazing, man. So, so what's your, cause the natural thought for me is like, what's your pitch to go get them? Like what should the real estate agent go to their no pitch. partner? What's no the- pitch. I send, I send a mortgage company, title company, insurance company, home warranty company, and home inspection company, hundreds of leads. And then I go to them and say, Hey, I'm spending 10, you know, thousands of dollars on lead gen and giving you these leads and you're not doing anything to help me build my business. Let's partner together. You spend money on leads. Those leads in turn are going to come around back to you. I can't legally tell my lead, my people to work with you, right. but I can add you to my website. I can put you in my purchase agreement, my listing agreement. I can add you to my vendor list. And so what we saw in the evolution of this relationship is from 2011 to 2015, I just did MSAs, marketing service agreements. Yep. In 2015, I looked at these businesses and said, why would I just do an MSA? I should own these companies. And so I, so I launched my title company and my insurance company in 2015. Dude, you are a freaking no rock star. You, you are no, melt, you, no melting. Longer my face is melting right now, people. My face is... <laughs> so I've been dying to launch Mortgage, but I didn't have enough business to do it. I didn't have the right people. And just this last year, we were able to launch Mortgage. So I've lost a lot of the MSA contribution from third parties. I'm now paying it <laughs> through entities I own. We're still getting MSA contribution, but now it is coming from me. Um, home inspection, home warranty, I'm not interested in owning. And so we still have some awesome strategic partners in that area. So we zero-based our marketing spend. A million bucks got paid for by partners. And how we won those relationships was by sending them business. Yeah. That is such a golden nugget. What, what an incredible idea to drive your lead generation there. Okay. So 2% conversion rate. One is uh, audience, just so you're paying attention. Look how he knows his numbers. Numbers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The, the, the ability to reverse engineer your numbers to know exactly what's happening and why it's happening. That's how you get scalability, predictability, all those good things. So, no. you know, you talk about 2%. Can I, can I oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm going to jump on that real quick because I didn't share one stat that is the most important and you're 100% dead on. If you don't create clarity for your people, then that's a lack of... Mo- they will be demotivated. By creating clarity, they're motivated. So what's the expectation? And it's all about split testing and knowing exactly what the activities are necessary. And this is across any business. So when someone joins, you can say, if you do ABC, the results will be XYZ. So we know on all those leads that got generated at the 2% conversion ratio, it took five call attempts to get one of those leads to answer. It took 10 people to answer to get one person to meet in person. It took three people to meet in person for a list pres or buyer pres to get one person under contract. And that breaks down to 150 calls. And the word call, let's, the urban dictionary definition is going to be communicate. So it can be a text. You can slide into yep. their DM and Facebook message. It's just an attempt to talk to a decision maker. 150 attempts to talk to a decision maker equals one executed contract. And in our market with our average commission and our average um, sales price, it, took, it takes 36 sides to make $100,000 a year. So when an agent said, how many calls should I make a week? What we did was took 36... If they want to make 100 grand a year, we'd take the 36 sides times the 150 call attempts, which would give us... Uh, sorry, and then divide it by 52, which gives us 103.8 calls per week. And then we held the agent accountable to making their 103.8 calls every week. And if they didn't make the call... We didn't say, you know, you're in trouble or we're upset with you. We would just ask them what they wanted to take off their vision board. 
That deserves an applause right there. That is Each year starts with the agent creating a new vision board. And we say, hey, you can't have those things if you don't put in the work. The work is the call. Call to contact, contact to appointment, appointment to going and working with them. And then, of course, putting it under contract. Sometimes we avoid doing something we should because we just don't know how to start. And unfortunately, following up with clients can be one of those things. Let us help you out with our free follow-up scripts. With these fill-in-the-blank scripts for three types of calls, following up couldn't be easier. Go to ReminderMedia.com scripts and download and print this free resource today. That's ReminderMedia.com scripts. Take action on this today. You know, I, I literally was just about to ask you, talk about that conversion rate and you answered it. That's what I wanted to know. It's like how many call attempts, all those things. And I love how you explain call. I've never heard anybody explain it that way is the, the communication. communication. So that happens. could be the texting, yeah. the slide into DM. It's the world we're in now. And there's yeah. actually a new how to win friends and influence people in a digital age. I don't know if you guys have read that. One. I haven't I read like that one. Yeah, really? I'll, have to, I'll have to check that one out. I have not read that one. It changes the way we communicate, but I still say we need to get back to the face-to-face. That's still... It makes you unique if you send a handwritten letter now. Yep. It's unique. Grandma's the only one that sends handwritten letters. I can't even read my grandma's it's, writing. It, man, so it's cool. incredible. Like our flagship product is a magazine customized, right? So what we have seen over the course of mail kind of going down, because all my people say, you know, Prince dead, a lot of peers, stuff like that. We've actually seen the value rise because people aren't used to getting something nice, something personalized in the mail anymore. It's, it's totally. very interesting. But yeah, okay, so bomb, bomb, bomb bomb's a great play when we talk call, um, sending someone a custom video, use their name, Dale Carnegie strategy, in the first sentence so that they know it's not a bot and that you send it to everyone. David, Jeff Cohn here with insert company, insert upsell. The other thing people miss, and this is a great reference on um, the seven levels of communication by Michael Mayer. Michael talks about how we try to sell on an email. Mm-hmm. No one buys product off of an email. Yep. So you have to decide how your funnel, what your funnel looks like. My podcast, for example, is free. People go to the podcast and then they go download something else that's free. And then once they download something else that's free, we have their pixel and we start running retargeting ads and they'll start seeing us on Facebook and Instagram and all these other places. So for all those listening, they go to that growwithers.com email. If you want us to track you everywhere you go, <laughs> just download something for free. And that's our strategy. And we don't care because we're giving stuff away. So then the hope is that they sign up for some type of a product. They go to an event. you know, And we have all these different things that we offer. And that's the sales funnel. So where people make a big mistake and why I kind of delineated that it's a call to set up an appointment, a lot of agents go take a call and go show a house. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That'd be like calling, you know, you're a doctor and then they go in and do surgery. Like, what is the surgery for? Mm. Am I, should I even get this surgery? Like, what are you doing, doing your surgery before you've even had the pre-appointment? So always, and it's also safe. We had, we've recently lost a really awesome guy who's a good friend of mine, uh, was murdered in a house a couple of weeks ago. I know that's a little cryptic, this is real life. It's all right. Um, He was murdered in a house showing uh, one of his rental properties. And of course, you, you get so used to it that you start, you kind of cut corners and he shouldn't have probably pre-approved by taking him to the office, but there could have been a process put into place. So it's more professional, take them to your office, do a buyer presentation, get them to sign exclusive buyer agency, do a listing presentation. Of course, at the house, you would do the list press. But what I tell people and agents especially is if they're in their highest income producing activity, it's prospecting to go on these appointments going on the appointment, getting a buyer to sign exclusive agency, getting a seller to sign a listing agreement, and then turning it over to somebody else. And if you can walk away from the endorphins you get by selling houses and just get the endorphins by putting people under contract, let someone else service it 
you can pay somebody a salary and they'll service it all the way to close and you keep all the commission. Or you can pay yourself an 80% referral fee and let the agent servicing it make 20%. And right now people say, Jeff Cohn, no one would ever do that. They do it for me. I sold five $3 million plus houses in 2020 and didn't pay a commission to anyone other than myself. And I didn't service it. Wow. So the money is in the ability to get the leverage, lead, get it under contract. That's exactly right. Yeah. The problem is like a rock star, agents get addicted to the endorphin response of doing an awesome job and high-fiving the client, being the celebrity. The problem is then you're going to be the guy on stage when you're 90. No offense, Dana. My producer's a rock star. He's not 90 yet. <laughs> hey, he's fact-checking. <laughs> oh, we got the bean. Hey, we got a sound we box the too. shot. <laughs> What's up, guys? Who's going to one up? Yeah, yeah, seriously. No, this is phenomenal, man. I love this. All right. So I got to finish the whole thing for my mind is like, all right, let's look at the sphere now. Because you said one third from your sphere in the in the first kind of tranche. So how how do you kind of classify the sphere? What does that look like from a prospecting sphere of influence is anyone that you know, that you believe, sorry, that also knows you, likes you and trusts you that you would believe would buy a house, sell a house, or refer business to you. And so usually most people, if they've lived in a city most of their life, is going to have two, three, five hundred 500 people in their sphere. The goal is create a list. So if you're brand new to real estate or brand new to mortgage or brand new to insurance, create a list of the people that you think are most likely to use you and refer to you. And who matters most is the person that's going to refer to you. And that's a really simple question. Would you rather have one transaction every 10 years? Or would you rather have seven referrals every year mm. from the people that you do business with? And so they need to know the product you offer. They need to know why you're different. A lot of people take for granted what a real, uh, what a real estate agent like myself and my company can provide versus the average real estate agent. We do 10 times, 50 times more to help make more money, less time, less energy for the client. And so people don't know what that looks like. And so in insurance or mortgage, whatever your unique selling proposition is, there needs to be a presentation. And so once you've created a list of 100 of your sphere, you send them a handwritten note with a business card, letting them know you're in the industry. If they ever need anything, let you know. You'd obviously love referrals. And then you call them within a week of sending the postcard and ask them for a face-to-face if you could buy them a coffee, meet at your office, whatever's convenient for them, because you'd like to practice your presentation. That is key. You're practicing your presentation. What you're really doing is training them to give you referrals. It's a golden nugget. That's and great. then you're following up saying, Hey, I really appreciate it. You know, just the opportunity to go present to you a couple of months back. I've, my business has been going really well. Just wanted to ask again, if you know anybody that's needing XYZ that you provide and it's staying in constant contact, we are horrible at personal touch. Mm-hmm. We have relied now on email and text bots and social media posts. And we say, why didn't my brother-in-law use me? I've been posting on social media every day, but you haven't called your brother-in-law in like five years. Like, <laughs> you, have, you did not earn that business. You don't have a relationship of trust anymore. And, and there's a lot of other mortgage lenders and financial planners. And you know, we have hundreds of options. So who do we choose? Yeah. yeah. The idea of practicing your presentation um, goes to a podcast we had recently with Dan Allison, who yeah. said one of the characteristics of a good referral source is that they can, do, they can clearly articulate your value proposition. And so what a cool way. I wanted to get that in there, tie that back to some, some advice that we had on another episode of being able to give them your value proposition through practicing your listing presentation. Yeah. Why are they different? Why should we use them? What are they doing that nobody else is doing? That's exactly right. So I'm constantly looking for that value prop. So my digital marketing company that I acquired this year, Verly, creates 6D renders. So for anyone watching, I'm holding up a $3,000 virtual reality headset 
These are called HTC Vive Wireless Pro headsets. And then it runs off of a $3,000 computer with all the latest, greatest technology in it. I can bring people into the studio I'm in. I'm in a 40 by 40 foot VR room. It's like the Matrix. It's like the holodeck in Star Trek. For all you Guys, we've got to up our studio here at Stay Paid. This is sick. <laughs> we got a neon sign coming. Yeah. If you're designing a house, I can take your CAD blueprint and incorporate all of your finishes, fixtures, and equipment. Essentially, your design assets from your builder or your interior designer and build you your own video game. That you can walk, you walk through. You can it. literally walk this house inside this room. We can walk the house anywhere with Oculus Quest 2. Goggles How's the quality six. though? It, does it feel real? I'll like send from, you guys a link. You post in yeah, yeah. Send, send me a link. That yeah, would be fit, you get all your sight lines. Like most people can't look at a, a, a plan and be like, oh, yeah, I get the angle from the kitchen sink to the front door. Like most people can't see it. And so we are taking it to the next level. It's not just 3D renders, it's a full immersive experience where you can go through the property. And if you're on a phone or a tablet or a computer screen, you can actually just drive through it like Minecraft, kind of scroll through the property versus being immersed in it. It's a little better than those dollhouse um, renderings. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And if you're you're referencing Matterport product, which is what we do on existing homes, we use Matterport and everything, drone fly over, drone fly through. And it gives you a dollhouse render. But um, for non-existing space, Matterport obviously doesn't work. Matterport is based on a 3D camera, like the Google camera that they take inside of a property. So a space that's never been built before. There's a lot of design companies that they use Chief to create these 3D elevations. But not I don't know of any company that is investing in the 6D technology that lets people actually physically walk their house. And if they do have it, they have a horrible solution where they make you tethered. I think the chief VR goggles, you have to tether to the computer, which doesn't feel cool at all. In our room, you've got 30 by 30 feet to walk around. So you feel like you're at the house, like walking around your kitchen, checking out the master bathroom. Like completely, you can like bend over and look yeah. underneath the countertop. From it's a client, cool. from a client experience standpoint, a showing showcasing how you're different and what you do. I mean, it's an incredible tool. And this is why I brought up this example. So like did this make me money yet? Nope. I've lost a lot of money. I've invested in this now. I've done a couple of deals. I've taken a couple of multi-million dollar listings that have generated hundreds of thousands of dollars in commission revenue. It wasn't didn't sell because of the VR, but the VR made me different than everyone else. Correct. So that's think about that. And I think that's the point you just made. Like yeah. think about that with USPs. USPs sometimes just to show your client, like, hey, I'm different than everyone else. Look at I'm investing in myself and I'm investing in my business. People will be impressed if you just share with them that you went to an event, like when events come back online. It's like I spoke at Inman in New York City in January last year. Not a lot of people from my city get asked to go speak in New York. I spoke in front of 2,000 people at Family Reunion in February. It's like all this sounds like self-brag, but it's okay to brag about being awesome if you're creating impact and influence for people. So don't feel bad sharing with your sphere of influence and your cold leads and your internet leads why you're different than all the other ding-dongs that are making phone calls to them. So, so good, man, because it's credibility. And the number one reason, you know, people want to use you is the trust. They have to have the trust with you. And that's just a piece of it that builds in. Um, it I'm cur- you, oh, go ahead. You referenced Matt Johnson. Um, he, he, he was the one that helped us get this appointment today and be able to be together. And uh, I was on his show recently and there was an agent calling me out saying I wasn't number one at Berkshire in the world in 2018. And it was a, an amazing moment for me because I referenced an article that was written about our transfer over to Keller Williams from Fox Business News's website. <laughs> so Fox Business News wrote an article and I said, I didn't even argue with the guy, I just pasted the link. 
That's amazing. Conversation <laughs> over because Fox drop. News just said we were number one. So I don't care what anyone else wants to say. That's crazy. Uh, just um, real quick to cap off the uh, sphere one, because I'm just curious for my own yep. curiosity. How many touches do you recommend to your sphere? Like over the course of a year, what, what are you seeing? I think one a month. One a month. So we're actually doing two a month. Um, in 2011, I partnered with a local di- uh, marketing company, Viral Marketing. Yep. Uh, ran by Frank Klesitz. They're who we recommend if someone's not going to do any engagement. Um, today, I recommend you start a podcast. Every business. So we are in our podcast studio. All of our ancillary businesses that are here, which includes an investment company, property management, coaching, mortgage, title, and insurance, they all have a podcast as well. And we record... Uh, once a month for three hours and create four podcasts during that recording. And we use that podcast synonymous with the word vlog, blog, webinar, yep, podcast. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. But we, sh- we take out of that podcast snippets, quotes, memes, 30 second you know, content video. content generator. Yeah. It's content generator, totally. And so we have distribution channels. So as we take it and we put it on the podcast, we put it on social media, but then we have email lists for all those business entities and depending upon what's, what gets talked about on that particular podcast, we have different mediums that that email goes out to. So our client database today is 400,000 people strong in Omaha, where there's less than 400,000 people registered in the city limits. Wow. So we send an email every two weeks, every time that podcast releases, where we talked about things that I, f- I think that people in our local market would find interesting pertaining to the real estate business. We send out our podcast, the recording. And then we write up like a five or six paragraph. And then there's always a call to action. What's your home worth? Search property, you know, whatever Jeez. it might be. That is, that is some crazy, awesome execution, man. It's really, yeah. really impressive. And that's simple to do. I mean, we did viral marketing is only 525 bucks a month. They've done this for me all the way up to this year. This year, we took it over internally through Verly Studio. And um, all you need is create the podcast, create a video on your computer with a webcam. And then um, we use Emma for our distribution network. You can use Constant Contact, Vertical Response. There's tons of these out there, but Emma does a really good job. That's awesome. Yeah, we're seeing a behind (laughs) the scenes right now. So you guys credit. It's a pretty cool setup. Yeah, it's an awesome setup. You have to check out the video because we just saw some behind the scenes. All right, so got to ask you, man, because we ask every uh, person that comes on the show, just because Josh and I, self-development junkies, like we're always trying to improve. So we want to pick people's brains. When you look at your life, what are the routines that you've implemented that have driven success for you? Yeah. I always look for things that get me excited and jacked up. So like when I get to the office or I get to my first appointment, I'm like on fire. And so it's podcasts and books, books on audio. Um, I love documentaries like The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. That thing gets me freaking jacked. Love that one. there's also a great book by Jesse Itzler. It was David Goggins, but you didn't know living it was David with the Goggins. seal. Yeah, oh, living with the seal. Dude. Yeah, that thing. There's not like I think about when he used the rock to open up the frozen pond, and Jesse's <laughs> wife was super pissed. Yeah, that's right. super. Like, that's my wife. Every time I do anything, she's like, "What were you thinking?" Like, <laughs> now she doesn't even say it because she just knows it's going to happen. But uh, I love getting jacked. So uh, morning, I always start my day with working out at least an hour. It's always high intense weight training, CrossFit, um, or squash. And I've been doing that for my whole life. Squash is like, uh, I mean, I'm going to butcher it, but isn't that like indoor tennis kind of, but you're hitting it off a wall or something like that? It's more like racquetball. Uh, Racquetball. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) More like racquetball, but with different rules. It's freaking awesome. Super fast paced. So I like to get into things that put me in flow, which a better way to say it would be makes me not think of anything else because the activity I'm doing requires 100% of my mental focus. 
So I pick things like that so I can clear my mind. And then I always steam hot tub or sauna for 30 minutes and meditate while I'm doing that. And I just downloaded the Calm app, which yep. has been freaking awesome. It's like 70 bucks a year uh, to get all my meditation in. I just do 10 minutes a day. So workout, meditate, and then um, intermittent fasting. Anytime I'm doing that, I can tell I have way more energy. So that's hmm. where you don't eat for 16 hours and you pick eight hours for eating. So I eat from 11 to 7. And I just got back on keto. I need to lose 80 pounds as my uh, health goal for 2021. Nice, and so started keto again this year. But a healthy diet, I'd recommend to anyone, whatever that means for them, everybody responds differently, but having a goal, um, eliminating things like drinking, or at least during the week, don't drink. If you smoke, obviously cut back or don't smoke at all. But everybody has their own their own thing they have to figure out. Um, Hal Elrod's book, and the, the movie just got released a couple weeks ago, The Miracle Morning. Yep. I think it's free on Prime Video. He talks about the savers, S-A-V-E-R-S. And there's the six activities that all billionaires do, some of them. And as Hal, Hal Elrod um, investigated successful people, he found out they all did some of them but he wanted to bring it all together. And I believe you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but the saver stands for scribing affirmations. Uh, I what's V visualization. It might be visualization, um, exercise, reading, and the last S, um, I have to read the book. I, again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the Google last S is. Yeah. So it's pretty fact, much... A, Ariel's going to fact check it for us here. But <laughs> There you go. Ariel, you checked that. I threw that out there. Like, sorry, Hal, if I butchered it. But uh, essentially implementing those savers is a game changer. And a lot of people talk about how just doing an exercise 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, but yep. just doing it consistently. Doing it. Yeah. Meditation, affirmations, journaling, obviously including a healthy diet. Um, that's been a game changer for me. So I'm also one of those psychos that like I can't go to bed until I have no email in my inbox and no text. All the text messages have been read. Um, all my voicemails have been called back. I've hugged and kissed all my kids. We've said family prayer. I'm a process person, surprisingly, because I'm a 99D99I. But I have found that by implementing these processes and creating a more structured life, it gives me more freedom. Mm. So my eye desires to have that freedom. But when your life is so crazy with so many plates spinning, to, to have the freedom, you actually have to plan for it, which doesn't sound like freedom, but everybody has to plan yeah. for it. It is the dichotomy of freedom. Yeah. And so I structure fun time. Dude, I have had more fun, more relaxation um, over the last two years than I've ever had in my life. And it's crazy because it's come at a time where I've launched more businesses and created a bigger world. But the more space I create, it helps me be a better leader. Mm. It's like even this podcast, like I could show up to the podcast today and give my full self rather than being 50% because I didn't sleep long or 50% because I didn't eat right the other day or I'm hungover, whatever the case might be. And so you have to ask yourself, it's not just you you're impacting. What is your family losing out on because you're not showing up, because you're not creating a systematic lifestyle, because you're not setting a New Year's resolution and you're just being flippant about your life? It's not just impacting you. And beyond your family, how many people will you now not have an opportunity to lead because you haven't shown up as a leader? Mm. Jeez, man. Constant state of, approv so of improvement. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Okay. I got to ask you this question. Don't get emotional yeah. though. You might cry a little bit. No, no, no tears. Yeah, no tears. Pain. Knowing what you know now, what would you go back and tell high school aged Jeff? What advice? That's scary. I just turned 39. So I, I used to be able to be like, oh yeah, 18 years ago was high school. Now I'm like, 21 years ago was high school. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Mm, I think I would have said, I've said it already once today, but I would have said that there's no end destination and to stop worrying about getting to my first X, Mm. owning my first whatever kind of car or making X amount of money or paying off whatever debt or living in a certain house. We all have these X's, these, these, these finish lines that we've set up in our lives. And I looked at it as once I've done it, then I'm happy. And I think a lot of us get in that rat race. And I think it's because of the culture we live in, pop culture, social media. It's the keeping up with the Joneses, which I always joke, keeping up with the Coneses. Ah. <laughs> Last name's Cones. Where's the wah, so, wah, wah? Yeah, here wah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> we got the crickets so, on the other soundboard. Long answer to a simple question, and it's not so simple. And a lot of us look back and ask that question. Um, what would I tell him? I would say, if I had a minute to talk to him, just... Focus on being happy in the moment and realizing that life is short. We all get to do this one time and you never know when someone's going to go, including yourself. So live every moment like it's your last. Serve the people around you. Love those that you know hate you. Love those that love you. Be the best version that you can be and do it all so that you can help create impl- influence and impact for the lives of those that are around you. Yeah, I, lo- I love you there's that, no, Yeah, I love there's no end. Like yeah. it's, it's a journey. It's a longest journey as you want it to be. I I heard in my meditation yesterday, someone, this is a famous quote, and I don't know who said it, but, um, and I'll butcher it to some extent, but he said, you're born in a day. You die in a day. You get married in a day. You add kids to your life in a day. Just one day were you born, Hmm. right? Just one day did you die. And so we think about it as like, lots can happen in a day. And so how are we showing up today? How are we showing up tomorrow? And what do we want to become and how we choose to structure our life and how we plan for our day will define the person that you become. It will define what you're able to accomplish. And the only reason you haven't accomplished what you've set out to accomplish is because you haven't designed a day for it. That is a golden nugget, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff, thanks so much for coming on to the show. Well worth the wait. I know Luke's been trying to get you on for a while. So this is well worth the wait. Great episode. (laughs) Before we close out here, let people know how they can find everything you've got going on. You've got the podcast. You've got your systems. I know you said you have some events coming up too. Yeah. Thanks for asking about that. So uh, follow me on Instagram, Jeff M. Cohen. I'd love to be special and have that little blue check mark. I still don't have it. So if you, if you got credit, you know, enjoyed this podcast, follow that. Uh, the Team Building Podcast is our podcast that we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders in the residential real estate space. Would love for you guys to check that out. And then we host a team building workshop two or three times a year in Omaha. And then we have a big summit we put on every summer in May. Um, if you'd like more information about coming and spending two days with us, I'm not a sellout presenter. You will live with me from 6 a.m. till midnight or later every day, action-packed. It's the same intensity I brought on the podcast for two full days. So someone wants to check that out. It's very reasonably priced. It's all about value-added melting faces. Go out to growwithers.com to learn more about all of that. Book recommendation, the final one, The Top 5 Regrets of the Dying. I read that book in my early 20s huge game changer when it came to mindset and the way that I pro- approached life. So I would highly recommend that one. Yeah, I got to check awesome. that out. Thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you for listening to dive deeper into this episode. Get all of those links that Jeff mentioned and more. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com. That's also where you'll see the video of this show to check out Jeff's uh, setup. And we got some inspiration today, I think, from yes. the setup. We have, we have something to aspire towards now. Ariel's back there. 
I got some notes taken. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can connect with us on Instagram. We are at State Paid Podcast. Luke is over at Luke Acre. If you're looking for ways to support the show, because I left this out the last time and I got yelled at by everybody, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review with, along with a comment. The best way to help out the show is to share this with a friend. Just share this with somebody, if you know of somebody that needs to hear that from a numbers perspective, mm. right? From a pure operational, hey, how do I track and what's the importance of tracking my conversion rates mm. in order to set my daily activities or just from a pure inspirational standpoint, getting up, making use of your morning, the miracle morning, all yeah. of the tips there, how to really kind of yep. continuously push towards progress and improvement. Own the life. day. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. So many golden nuggets, as you guys know, throughout this podcast. It's definitely worth a read listen. But one of the action items that I thought was just genius that I believe all of you could take action on is go out and get your partners to pay for your freaking marketing. Like that was mind boggling. That was unbelievable. There's so many good things in this podcast that you can get, but that's one thing that you're already doing. If you're in real estate, you already are doing that. If you're in financial services, you already have partners that are helping you. Go out there and partner with them. And remember, what is the proverb? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Get them on your side. You're working together to build up your business. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer. In every single industry, Josh and I have worked with over 160 industries now with our company. In every single industry, the difference is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 